When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For over 20 years, Dr. James Maxwell and his team at Crestwood Dental have been providing quality care to patients of all ages. They offer a variety of services from cleanings to cosmetic dentistry and restorations with today's most advanced technology, including the most up-to-date lasers, digital x-rays, and impressions. They offer Invisalign and custom aligners with their 3D printer. Crestwood Dental accepts most insurance plans and a membership program for uninsured patients. Schedule today at 314-463-5655 or Crestwood dental.com This is the Last Minute Blues Podcast with Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, and former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. Powered by Together Credit Union. Empowering you to achieve your financial goals. It is the Last Minute Blues Podcast. Donnie Fandango and Jamie Rivers. Much like the St. Louis Blues, man, we're down a man. Yeah, we, <laughs> we've got, uh, you know, not long term. Or, or short term, which and it's not a healthy scratch, right? Um, yeah, what it's would not you call a, this. It's definitely not a healthy scratch. A like, maintenance day. It is definitely a maintenance day. I think that's a very good way to say it, man. A maintenance day for Jeff Burton. Yeah, Jeff Burton is out today, so uh, Jamie and I are going to be uh, knocking out the last minute blues podcast. So I gotta gotta tell you this story is from the get go. So last week, uh, my son, my kids, and I we had a suite at the blues. Um, Gosh, the blue, it wasn't the Blues of the Canadians. Uh, it was the Thursday night game. Gosh darn it, I can't remember off the top of my head who they played. Uh, they won 6-2. to two. Walker had the hat trick. Oh, yeah. God, who did they play? Uh, Why am I spacing? This is terrible. I was at the I'm game, for God's sake. I worked the game. <laughs> right. All right. I'm having an absolute brain cramp right All now, right. Donnie. Me too, and that's besides the point. So I was uh, an Eastern Conference team. I know that. Yeah. The Detroit Red Wings. Wings. Thank God. There you go. You're welcome. So, so I take. So my youngest son is with us, and my youngest son is not a sports guy. He just, he just doesn't care. Like, just has his things. Sports not one of them. Mm-hmm. It's a little heartbreaking for me, but it is what it is. All right. So at one point, uh, the Blues go on the power play, and they fire up the power play dance music. And my son looks as though that he is possessed by the gods of funk, and just starts getting up and doing the power play dance, just like a maniac with like a little bit of mustard from his hot dog on the side of his face. I like it. And so I was so inspired that for the first time in the history of my life as Don't, a blues no, fan in the power play dance, Dexter and I did the hell out of the blues power play what? dance the rest of the night. Absolutely, Please so tell me man. there's video footage of I, this. I don't think so, but I'll tell you what. I, I, I'll tell you what. Uh, We'll do it again. I'll take him to a game again, and we'll do it again. So then, that was the that was the first thing that was fantastic. So then, at the end of the game, Walker gets the hat trick, right? Yeah. And I've got a hat on that I'm completely okay with throwing on the ice. But we are in the four hundreds, oh, so Donnie, we're all the way up top. You blew your shoulder out, didn't you? Hold on. So I give this. I give the hat to my oldest son, who is one of the athletic ones in the family, and I go, "Get it down there, it's big go fella." Time. He throws it overhanded, and it goes, like, literally drops. You got to grab that by the bill, and you got to, like, fling it. You got to fling it, right? Yes. So we did see, with the help from uh, two other really wonderful people, it got on the ice. There you go. But, like, I will make fun of my son for the remainder of his life for that. Like, it was just... 
he like threw it overhand, and I was like, dude, the, first of all, you're dodging like like there was like a, a curtain or something that yeah, was hanging up yeah. that high. You get up there, you're in the rafters. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, but what an absolute blast of a game to watch it. And, and you know, man, as much as I'd love to go to the games and get into the X's and O's and watch it all, man, like. We didn't really do a ton of that, you know. We just no, ate enjoy and, the game and man. just had an absolute positive blast. Absolutely, and, I don't blame you. And now, then, like, before we get any yeah. further, though, I wanted to uh, make sure that you and I are okay. Are we, are we okay? Are we okay? Yeah, are we okay? Yeah, we're okay. Okay. Well, because my Buccaneers beat up on your Bills, and I just wanted to make sure that we were okay. Or we were and we're not now. St. Louis, this thing is about to get sour real <laughs> quick, man. Real quick. I just wanted to make sure. Man, what? dude. I, no, it's not Was you. it mean of them it, to play with your emotions it, and then take it away? It, it's, it's, you, you, listen, man, I, 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 I'm at a loss for words, which is very rare. <laughs> but like, you, you know, it's, it's very rare, man, that I go into a football season, a hockey season, a baseball season with confidence in my team. I'm just always the one, I don't know, I don't know. Dude, I after the Bills-Chiefs game, when when the Bills just rolled the Chiefs, mm. I was like, ho, 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 baby. And then it was a kick to the nuts the week later, mm. and we just had a couple more since then. And Well, I, your Bills are up and down and up and down, and like, what's going on? Well, I think a couple things. It, it, the offensive and defensive lines, man, are just a huge issue. And the defensive line, especially, man, I mean, they're getting ripped in the run game. I mean, you see what, what, and granted, there's some great backs that have done it to them, but still, man, 200 yards for Derrick Henry, another 200 for Jonathan Taylor. Like, well, how about the Patriots only threw the ball three times? All right. Absolutely so, man. <laughs> I, I thought that game plan in and of itself was. You know, I mean, you're not trusting your quarterback who you're paying $25 million a year to, who does have a cannon of an arm, even in Buffalo. an incredible athlete. Man, an incredible athlete. So, I've been... I've been bitter about those guys for the last couple weeks, man. Okay. Like, I even put my Bills t-shirts in the back half of my Whoa, closet. Whoa, Donnie. I'm still wearing them, man. Okay. They're just in the back half of the closet. I just wanted to make sure we were okay on that. All right. Let's proceed. I wondered, man, because you started to say, are we okay? I was like, oh, God, what happened? Well, I, I <laughs> thought about you the moment Tom Brady passed it to some nobody, and the guy ran the entire field and scored a touchdown. I was like, man, Donnie's going to hate me right see, now. See, that is when I start to hate you. What Not happened? that you bring it up and say, what? some nobody. Bah, 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 bah. The announcers didn't even know who this guy was, so obviously the Bills couldn't have been prepared for that. I uh, here's here's one thing that I'm not prepared for. Honestly, I was thinking about this when we were when we were going to do this today. I don't know what Blues players are hurt and what Blues players are on the COVID list. There just seems to be so damn many of them. I just don't even know you anymore. Three charts, <laughs> right? To, to keep track of it because it is. You got the long term. You got the short term. You got the COVID. You got guys that are called up, and and it's just yeah. Um, Quite honestly, I, I think yesterday the Blues announced that they had put uh, David Perron on long-term injury. Now it doesn't—it's not as gruesome as that sounds because he's already—it's retroactive to I think November twenty-seventh or twenty-fourth or something. Yeah. So he basically has like three games or seven days left on that. So it's like a week extra is what the Blues are dealing with there, and it gives them some uh, some long-term injury uh, pool money for the salary cap. So it's great. Good decision by Doug Armstrong. Then he put then the Blues put Robert Thomas and Braden Shen on the short-term IR, which is like a 7-day mm-hmm. injured list. And but there was good news, Donnie. There was yes. good news. Yes. Uh Tyler Bozak and Justin Falk off of the COVID protocol list. We'll take it. Welcome back, boys. And 
today, Jordan Bennington is scheduled to come off. Now, today being Tuesday, Jordan Bennington is scheduled to come off the COVID list. Uh-huh. If not, it would be tomorrow. But no matter what, he would be available, at least for the game on Friday, here at Enterprise against the Dallas Stars. So it's starting to to look a little bit more like the St. Louis Blues team that we thought we were going to have, yeah. that we really have never, ever had. No, man. But the young guys are doing great, man. L- listen. It, look at the no-names. We call them that with all due respect. Yeah, absolutely so. Look at what where there was, and, 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 and this, is, this brings up something that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, where there there was an, 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 an albeit a very small member of the Blues fan base that was talking about has Barubi lost the team? Has Barubi lost the team? Oh, that drives me crazy. Have you been watching the team the last two weeks, you knuckleheads? They, dude, the message is loud and clear from Chief. They love playing for him, and it seems like whomever they bring up here, they love playing for him. But the one thing that I think helps Chief in all of this, and it helps the team overall, is when you get these call ups, these younger guys. They add a, a there's an influx of youthful energy to mm-hmm. the lineup, and so as much as they lack some of the experience and maybe the seasoning of you know what a regular NHLer would be, they make up for it with enthusiasm and they're willing to compete and they're willing to leave it out there every time on the ice, and that's what Craig Bruby wants. He wants yep. a team that competes. That's the number one thing. You walk into a Blues locker room, it's compete first, and we'll worry about the rest after that. And that's what these young guys have done. Dakota Joshua, Logan Brown. How about Logan Brown? Yeah, man. Like, I don't want to go uh, ordering, you know, the rings too soon here, but that kid should be here full time. Yeah. He should stay here. Once everybody's healthy, Logan Brown should stay in the NHL because I just don't see what he would benefit from by going back to the American Hockey League. Mm -hmm. So Dakota Joshua, Logan Brown, Nathan Walker, which unfortunately he'll never be a full-time NHLer just because he's just – you don't know what category he quite fits into, but while he's here, he does an incredible job. Three goals his first game, then he gets another goal last game. Get out of here. I mean, this, <laughs> like, this guy crazy. is like a total like story within himself with the Australian guy, and he's got a, a clothing company now. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> Crocodile Dundee is like on the blues now. <laughs> Dude, well, and the thing about it is, too, the thing about these guys that I love so much, and I've already told you guys a bunch you know, this season that I really just love this blues team a lot. But man, like it is the the next man up mentality. It has been taken and ran with with this team, including these goaltenders. Man, how about Charlie Lindgren? Yeah, man. So like, what is the guy? Looks like he uh, he he looks like somebody I saw in a, in, a, in a porno movie in like the seventies. <laughs> and props to him. I mean, yeah. he pulls it off. D- does he? So does his play here, and maybe even for Gillis as well? Does that? you know, potentially mean more opportunities for them, maybe for other teams? I mean, it's not going to be yeah. here, obviously. No, it's tough call, right? Because uh, you've got Ville Husso, who, by the way, was playing like a rock star. Dude, he's unbelievable. When he tweaked his groin or his lower body injury, we'll leave it at that. Um, but now you got Bennington coming off the COVID list. Who knows when you get Husso uh, back, but those are your guys, man. Yeah. There's no doubt they're yeah. your guys. Now, in the meantime, Charlie Lindgren, well, He's made a name. Who the hell knew who Charlie Ling- like I knew who Charlie Lingren was, but the casual fan here in St. Louis? Who the heck is this guy? Right, right. And he steps in because David Alexander, the goaltending coach for the Blues, basically said to Doug Armstrong, hey, listen, we need to sign this guy. At some point, if we need a goalie, he can do it. He can play. He's you know, he's very proven guy. And so Doug Armstrong, showing trust in his staff and, and his scouts and everybody involved, signed Charlie Lingren. And look at what happened. 
Now, Charlie Lindgren's won three games in a row for the Blues, albeit he was in for the end of one, five minutes, but it was still a pressure cooker to send a guy in at that point, especially against the Florida Panthers. And then uh, John Gillies, who was part of their taxi squad last year. People are like, what? He was he was on the Blues last year? Yeah, he was. He was part of the taxi squad team because they didn't even have an American Hockey League team that played last year. So Gillies comes in. He's a big goalie, six foot six. He's pro- he's played in the NHL before. He has an amazing game against the Anaheim Ducks. Quite honestly, the Blues should have been you know, in a lot more trouble than they were, let alone hanging on for a point in that whole thing yeah. on Sunday. So... It, they just they have this depth that they keep tapping into. It just shows you to where, I guess what it, for me and I talked about this on the fast lane was the windows open. Like I thought the window was closing, sure, and the cupboards were bare. Donnie, you know that we talked about that like beginning of the season, even like last year. There, there's nothing in the minors. Yeah, like, who are we going to call up? There's nobody. Wrong, wrong. You've got Dakota Joshua who came out of nowhere. Keith Kachuk found him. You got Logan Brown. With a great trade by Doug Armstrong to free up some salary cap money and go acquire a kid that, quite honestly, he's doing what everybody thought he should have been doing, but he's now he's getting the opportunity to do sure. it. You've got, uh, you know, Davili Huso who steps up. You've got all these younger guys. How about Scott Perunovich? Like, right. You have all these keys to your team right now, and they're young guys. And if you want to stay with the current roster of Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo, they're the, they're what's driving your offense right now. Though so the window's open. Yeah, man. And, and I think, too, one of the things that the Cardinals showed me a long time ago is just how critically, crucially, unbelievably important that those scouts and player development people are to your organization. And like you say, the cupboard's bare. Well, apparently, if you get, you get the right scouts, they have the ability to kind of, you know, uh, get, get things back in that cupboard. Before you need it. And again, maybe it's not like star stuff, but it's stuff that have absolutely helped the Blues every step of the way with all of these injuries. Well, and things. look at what you've had to dip into right now. Who oh. the hell would have thought you needed this many call-ups in a season, first of all? But I think what the Blues did, and it was a really smart thing, is they identified what type of player this organization likes. And if you look at to a man... Now, Logan Brown, in my opinion, the most talented of the forwards that has come up here. He's got great scoring touch, incredible ability to pass the puck, along with a six foot six frame at 230 pounds. Like, but Dakota Joshua, it's compete first. And Nathan Walker, it's compete. Matthew Pekka, who came up here, it's compete. And then you, of course, you have the high end talent of Scott Perunovich. But it's crazy that they've picked a very unique style of player. And that's what's working now. When you you know when you kind of look at the standings at this time of the year, the Blues are 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 getting points on a regular basis with these injuries, and that's really all that we could be hoping for and wanting for at this point, right? Yeah, you want to just continue to get points. Look, the one thing you want to do is keep your head above water when you have so many injuries, and we saw this last year with the Blues that it didn't happen that way. They they started yeah. to sink, and then they they had to really bear down the back half of the season to even make the playoffs. I think that this year it's been a, an absolute bonus for them that they've managed to get points. Like on the weekend, they got three or four points. They had what six games in a row at home, or seven games in a row that they'd won on Enterprise Ice. Like these are things that you have to do in order to make the playoffs. Let alone do anything like make any noise in the playoffs. Sure. So you know you talked about Logan Brown and Dakota Joshua being guys that. Hey, once everybody's healthy, we still think these guys belong and deserve to play. So then that brings up the amazing question. Who are the dudes? Who are the odd men out? 
Wow. So I like James Neal. I thought he was a great signing by the Blues. I thought he earned it. But Wally Pipp was uh, – we all know the <laughs> right. story of Wally Pipp, and right? And Lou Gehrig. And Lou Gehrig. And what's happened here is James Neal got injured, and it's given opportunity to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And they've taken it, and they've run with it. And the problem that James Neal has right now, and I was this guy, he's older. There's no more runway left. Mm-hmm. What do you got left? A year? Maybe. Do you even have him beyond this season? Probably not. Yeah. But then you look at Dakota Joshua. You look at Logan Brown. The runway, man, is forever. Yeah. Like, you've got a number of years that you can have these guys. And if they're already performing at the same level or even at greater level than James Neal has, there's your answer. Mm-hmm. That's your answer right there. You know, you, I would argue till I'm blue in the face that both Dakota Joshua and Logan Brown, their development would be substantially greater staying in the NHL for the rest of the season than what you would get out of a James Neal. And so, I know it sounds terrible. I was the guy. No, I no. was the guy that got pushed out. I know how it feels. It sucks. And yeah. I'm sure if James Neal's listening right now, he probably hates my guts. <laughs> but I'm just being real, man. So is that a healthy scratch situation, or is that a probably released? That would be a waivers. Okay. And uh, if he clears waivers, you send him to the minors. With the amount of money that James Neal has made in his career, he probably says, ah, I'm done. Just terminate my contract because... He's made millions and millions and millions of dollars, and right. this is a $750,000 contract, which he's already gotten you know, a quarter of the season under his belt. So th- that would be my assumption, yep. of course, but yep. you know, I-, I don't know the individual that well, nor am I his agent or representation. So. <laughs> sure, sure. But then it brings up the other thing, too. So what about Clint Costin? You know, he comes back, and Clint Costin, as much as we you know, have wanted to see the success, we haven't seen... Even we haven't seen what Clem Costin do what Dakota Joshua and Logan Brown have done. That's very true. We haven't. Yeah. And so you have to think to yourself, okay, maybe there's value out there. We're looking for a top four left handed shot defenseman that has got bad attitude. Right. I don't mean like he's in a bad mood. <laughs> right. Bad like mood. Jeff said. More he, often than not. Yeah. He's in a bad mood. Right. I look at, I, I talked about this yesterday in the fast lane. I did a little digging and searching, and I always try to find the last place teams because those are the ones that are going to want to cut bait with guys who are unrestricted next year. Montreal Canadiens were in second last in the NHL. They have Ben Sherratt, six foot three, 230 pounds, and he runs around and he crushes guys. He's a left handed shot. He plays top four D for the Montreal Canadiens. The star players absolutely hate him. They hate him. They, the, the Kachuk brothers, I think both of them have fought him. And so... That's that, perfect. That's, that's what we need. That's what you need, right? Yeah. And so I look at it as a situation to where maybe a Clem Costin, where he still has a lot of trade value there, and you know maybe you send him to a Montreal Canadiens team and you get Ben Sherratt back. The Canadiens eat maybe half of that salary. Now you've got your top 4D. Is he dynamic? No, you're not looking for dynamic. Right. That's right not now. what you, you need. You don't need it. You right. have Tory Krug, you have Scott Perunovich, you have Colton Preko, you have Justin Fult. You don't need dynamic. Yeah. You need somebody who is going to be able to make a pass tape to tape and clear the front of the net and be a nightmare to play against. Yeah, just crabby all of the time. So those are my suggestions. All right. So for whatever la- they're worth. <laughs> Last Minute Blues podcast brought to you by Together Credit Union, empowering you to achieve your financial goals. Well, the Blues play in Dallas tonight, and then Friday uh, the Stars are back here in town. And one of the big bummers of the last week or so, uh, to me as a hockey fan, was hearing the news that Ben Bishop is going to have to retire. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Jamie, can you just talk about this? Is this a knee issue? That's It's, it's a knee issue, right? Yeah, that's what... Uh... Uh, everything I've read, 
about uh, what's going on with Ben Bishop is it's a knee problem and he just can't get through it. And, you know, look, he's a huge individual. He's six foot seven, I believe, and, you know, a knee problem. And he's had a long career. Hell, he's had a great career, dude. Yeah. He's been phenomenal. So Ben Bishop, a local boy here, grew up in St. Louis, played junior hockey for the Bandits, uh, played for the Blues. Yeah. Like, it's just an amazing story. So congrats to Ben Bishop on a fantastic career. I mean, unfortunately, he never got that that Stanley Cup. But, boy, he's part of one of the most memorable moments in Blues history, unfortunately boy, on the wrong side. He sure is, man. And it's going to be interesting to hear him talk about that sort of thing, you know, when he's ready and when his career is over, and this is when I, uh, you know, this is when I know I take sports, you know, too, you know, too closely because I don't know Ben Bishop. I've never met Ben Bishop, but even hearing that news, man, was just such a bummer for me. But I would think that probably though of any any guy that I knew that's been in that position that's that's yeah. retiring before they're ready to. Yeah, and he, he's, first of all, Ben Bishop is an incredible individual, just a great guy. Uh, comes from a fantastic family here in St. Louis, so. Uh, your read on that is correct. He's an awesome dude, and it sucks. It sucks when you see somebody have to call it quits because of stuff that's out of their control. Right. And it, it never makes it easy, that's for sure. Absolutely so. So, uh, Mr. Uh, Jamie, we do have an email here that oh, I boy. would like to read from a uh, from a listener. Okay. And I think I can weigh in on this one just like you can. Okay. I think this is one of those questions that that uh, that both of our opinions will bear equal weight. Oh, boy. Now I'm worried. <laughs> well, it's just you could tell it's not an X's and O's question more than anything else. <laughs> uh, so this is coming from uh, Wesley Allen, and Wesley is a, is a, uh, a multiple uh, texter, or I'm sorry, emailer to the Last Minute Blues podcast. On your 12-8 podcast, you had an email commenting about the improvements made to the arena. For the most part, I couldn't agree more, especially the seats. However, I have one big thing that annoys me. I regularly attend games, five so far this season, going against Saturday, and this season feels like much of the music at the games is not hockey music. Personally, the victory music is not that important as we've as we're already in a good mood and have never ha- and and we'll never have another Gloria. It's in the game. It's in game music that feels like it's moved from rock to more hip hop and electronic music, plus remixes of rock songs. The Blues had entered to enter Sandman for a few years, and I'm fine with that going away because as a sports fan, I think Mariano Rivera owns that song. But but now I don't recognize the song they enter to, and it doesn't seem to pump up the crowd before they announce your St. Louis Blues. Personally. I like to get to my seat at 6.30 for warm-ups and really enjoy that they use Chili Peppers Can't Stop When They Take the Ice. Such a great pump-up song. During the game, though, outside of Country Roads, it feels like the fans are indifferent at best to the music mostly. Not saying we need more point songs, though I'd like that. At least uh, more songs people know and energize the crowd. Have you guys heard much about this change? Do you think the players have input on the music? What are you guys' thoughts? That's Wes in South County. Wow. Uh, So here's the thing. I know the players have a big input on the warm-ups music that is selected because they want to have songs that they like that get them pumped up that they know and i notice that there's a lot more techno electronic music but that that's what they're listening to they're younger guys they're younger too. the hip-hop with the high tempo and the bass and all that like this is what they're looking to listen to for at least for warm-up as far as the in-game goes i I'm almost positive, in fact, that the players don't have any influence on that because if they ever said anything, I think the coach would say, hey, how about you worry about the game? Right, right. Don't worry about the second period inter- like uh, commercial break that played, I don't know, whatever, right, right. band X, Y, or Z. Sure. So, But I think what happens is you, the, uh, the audio team, probably look at their warm-up music and go, oh, okay, 
we need to find similar type music because if this gets them pumped up before the game, probably would help during the game too. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Right. Not sure. And I'm sure that they have, you know, they may have somebody that, uh, Wesley, is it? Yeah, Wes, yeah. Wes. There's maybe somebody that Wes can email. Yeah. That's part of the Blues staff to find out, like, maybe they are taking a poll from the audience. Maybe they do poll a section of people and ask them, and maybe that section says, we like it, or we don't care. Right. And then, you know, I I guess at the end of the day, Donnie, and, and I'll let you speak to this here right now, is I don't think... I don't think the music is going to float everybody's boat, no matter what genre you right. pick. Right. Well, it's, it's dude, it's an almost impossible task. The, the the group of people in which that you're trying to get together and appease everyone, like that's just a really tough job. Well, in the you got five year olds at the game, and you got eighty five or ninety five year olds at the game. A hundred percent. And 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 listen, I am very, uh, you know, as I'm sure you can imagine, man, I'm very particular and notice music at the ballpark, at the arena. You know, that's kind of my Naturally. jam, man. Yep. It's it's what I do. And I really honestly believe that we get a little bit of everything. I don't ever hear anything where I go, what? What are they playing that for? I always just kind of assume, you know, man, if it's something that's real uh, bassy or rappy, it just isn't for me or something that I have been exposed to, but that there's somebody else out there that loves it. It just feels like a really tough gig, man. Like, a, a, like an impossible well, it's like the gig wedding to DJ, do. right? Like, we could ask Patrico about that. The wedding DJ, who, no matter what you play, somebody's not liking it. Right. Somebody's on the dance floor that when you change the song, they leave the dance floor in disgust. Right. Uncle Lee is pissed. Yeah. Or <laughs> vice versa. <laughs> right. To where you play something and Uncle Lee jumps right back up and he's down doing the James Brown dance. Like, <laughs> right. You just can't win. And you had no idea he had those kind of moves. No. <laughs> Two whiskeys in. Look at him going. Look how flexible he is. <laughs> <laughs> had no idea. So, uh, yeah, man, I mean, I think it's just, I think it's tough. And I, you know, man, I notice when we're playing teams on the road, you know, it seems like in Chicago, they might play more alternative stuff. It definitely feels like I hear more Pearl Jam during Hawk games. Well, um, Eddie Vedder's from Chicago. So. It's from Chicago, I know. But, I, I, you know, I, I, you know, man, I mean, I feel like we... We get the we get the songs, and I don't like Country Roads, but the last time that I said that, Randy got mad at me, so I don't want to do that again. I love the song. I don't understand why it's such a pillar at the Enterprise, but I also don't care. Right. I just, my, my whole thing with it, and here's here's my thing with it, and I, listen, go to the game, scream your ass off to this song, have a great time. That's what you're there for, all right? But it kind of strikes to me like, we are in St. Louis, Missouri. Mm-hmm. We are not in the sticks. We are not country people. Well, this is Donnie, a city, man. I would argue that, though. I would argue that. Because, You're just arguing to argue. No, I'm not. If I was doing that, I would have a really weak argument. All right. Okay? <laughs> now, this one here is, if you get to the outskirts, there's a lot of country living here. I can tell you that much. In Defiance, sure. and, you know, Augusta, and uh, there's some beautiful homes. New Melly, all these places. Beautiful homes, but there is some country living, too. And so I think when people... Think of Missouri, the state of Missouri. I think they think of St. Louis, yeah, as a city, but at Missouri as a whole, they look at it and go, there's some country living people, Missouri. Listen, man, I grew up legitimately fishing for bluegill off of, off of, uh, uh, in, in Lake Wapapella in southeast Missouri. What'd like, you call me? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I mean, like, I've, I love St. Louis because the country is so close, but I like that we're in a I city. I, 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 Why do you hate this song, though? 
don't know, man. I don't even really hate the song. I, I really, honestly, do not hate the song. And as a matter of fact, the punk rock cover band, Me First in the Gimme Gimmies, they do a mother of a punk rock version of it, which is really great. And I think it's a good song. It was just weird. And it's just weird to me how enthusiastic everybody is about it. You're like, not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. And but but you're is... also in the third period where you're four beers deep at that point, too, and I'd probably sing along as well. At least four. Right. And you know what? Anything that brings the crowd together, it's just like in a rock show. Any yeah. rock show where the band has a some part of the some segment in their show where they have crowd uh, inclusion, right? Yeah. People eat it up. Oh, they dude. love it. They take the mic and they hold it over, and people sing. And it's like, dude, I love you know it. what? So you know, dude. people want to sing country roads. Let them have it. Well, and I think that's the thing too. And I think I even to, to bring it back to to what we talked about at first. Like, when as I was doing the power play dance with my son and, and not being judgmental, I was like, man, dude, I should really just not be a jerk and have more fun. <laughs> it would probably be, you know, a lot more fun. But it was it was a really great time. So here's the thing. Uh, podcast will be back again next week. We've got, every, listen, I, I think we can probably say this. Everybody's got a lot going on. And, you know, we're really, as much as anything else, concerned about our homie Jeff Burton and yeah. making sure that he's getting the rest that he needs and getting the treatment that he needs. So over the course of the next couple of weeks, Last Minute Blues podcast might be a little little funky but we'll get you we'll we'll get them to you when we can all right last bit of blues podcast jamie rivers donnie fandango thank you as always for listening make sure you share us with your hockey loving friends the last minute blues podcast hear more at 1057thepoint.com powered by together credit union empowering you to achieve your financial goals to be your best every day you need proven quality sleep every night Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.